Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today's show today is December 4th. We are just growing along. It's unbelievable that Christmas is in like 21 days or 23 and a half, I guess, depending on where you are in the world. I woke up at like 2.30 and I thought I was going to be too sleepy to do this show. We had a lot of grumbling last night in this house. Um, Boy, illness just doesn't take a day off, that's for sure. However, doing the show and reminding myself of things that just continue in the midst of chaos, and that leads right into my question that I got because we had a show the other day where I talked about truth, about what nurses, independent of Anything that anyone can say or I can say, just something I observed in a hospital cheering for a presidential election. And to top that off, there is an entire thing about polarization that this really brought. This question kept me thinking all day long. I answered it and then Christ answered it. So I'm going to just give you a glimpse of what happened. And I am keeping the question asker anonymous. So he said, hello, Nadia. I got a little disturbed by your show today. I won't go into too many details unless you are interested. But the main issues for me are that you seem to be so strongly emphasizing that truth is winning, whereas my impression from the show, even with what I perceived as trying not to take a side, was that you are believing much of what you are being fed by the heavily censored and controlled media. Everyone being so happy when Biden won, being presented as a truth, I am 99% certain that this election was stolen through some kind of fraudulent activities. Maybe you can ask Christ about this. Not sure what else to say. So I was super troubled. I, I know this person, love this person, love his family. And I really had to think about, wow, do I have a polarizing view? Do I? I don't know. He wanted to know what Christ said. Well, I answered him from myself at first, which was very personal and I'm not even going to bother you with that because Christ chimed in and way taught me yet again. So I put, wow, since I wrote this, all I can hear is Christ saying, please do not allow perspective to separate your soul from souls. That is not the point. Tolerance is not when you want it. 
tolerance is not convenient, that is why it is so powerful. Depending on perspective, there has been enough tolerance to stop the world from folding in. Allow your heart its capacity so that your soul can reconcile divisions at every turn. Growth, not circumstance, is behind tolerance. So when I was talking about truth, and I say, you know, truth is instinctive. We're hardwired for the truth. I really felt not that any one of the answers were not true or true or whether the whole entire universe can't agree on whether or not this was fraudulent. But I do pay attention to what I hear. And when I hear somebody bringing up an argument on either side of the spectrum and then implementing it and then saying, we'll see what the public says. Well, there's something very true about juries. They're rarely wrong. They may disagree, but they are rarely wrong. It's a, it's a rare event for someone to get unduly convicted because people have to follow what they believe is true, whether it's true or not to you. If they believe it, how are you going to tell them it's not? So it's, it's been interesting to me this deep level of polarization and how one side really, really believes that the other side is being gaslighted to a point that it has separated families, friendships, and decisions that should be made because nobody can make them because somebody's always stopping one side or the other. So I found something 2014, June 12th, and it was political polarization in American in the American public. And that was in 2014. Yet it's described today, even without today being true then, in terms of who the characters are. So I went back to what Christ said. Forget propaganda and all these loaded words, radical left and radical right and communists and socialism. And, you know, we're just throwing these labels at each other because we don't know how to show how mad we are down to the point where one side is, or the other is saying, you know, this person should be shot and this person should be, and we're inciting each other. We're trying to take our anger to another level. And then I read what Christ said. Tolerance is not when you want it. Tolerance is not convenient. That is why it is so powerful. Depending on perspective, there has been enough tolerance to stop the world from folding in. Allow your heart its capacity so that your soul can reconcile divisions at every turn. And then I see headlines from 2020 saying Americans hate the other side. Why hatred and othering of political foes has spiked to such levels? Empathy, respect for another critical to ease political tensions, having empathy. It took all the old articles 
Empathy was talked about in 2017. A solution to political polarization in 2016. But those headlines changed to hate and hatred in just a matter of a few years. And polarization is always asymmetric. When we get so upset and so tied in to an answer, especially one that we can't control, and we fight over it as though we know all the facts, we don't know all the facts. We don't know what's really going on. We know what we're being told, and depending on whatever side you listen to, you're going to think the other one is lying because the extreme, the polarization is so deep that you have nowhere to go with it all. We are hardwired to the truth, but we shouldn't use truth as a weapon or what we believe to be true as a weapon to take away from anybody else at all, period. I I felt, after I read that, I felt horrible all day. I said, oh my gosh, I upset somebody. I don't want to upset somebody. It drove me crazy. I kept thinking, and I'm like, Christ! Why do I feel this way? And it's because I felt the imbalance of us feeling like we can get along, and now this has come in the way. And you know how Christ always says it's never about the money? It's about giving or it's about sharing or it's about rising above. says it all the time. It's not the circumstance, what we do. It's not the polarization, it's understanding tolerance. And, and this polarization has caused real fears, real anxiety huge bouts of thinking the whole world is going to end if so-and-so is in because the news is so dark. The news was so polarizing that they force you that those people using big terms like radical left and radical right and communism and socialism And the other side calling the other side Hitler-like and whatever. But these people that we all see, within 10 years, we won't even be hearing about. We won't even be hearing about them. And we still may be polarized with a whole new group of people. So tolerance reels us back. It takes us down a road of understanding that there will always be differences. That's not different. That's actually not new. And there's those who are going to take it too far. But there's enough people to stop the undoing. There are enough people to be tolerant that will stop whatever propaganda we think is coming out to doom us. 
Allowing our heart its capacity is what makes us different, is what makes us interesting to each other. But when we listen to ego and say things like, we have to hurt each other, we have to talk about each other, we have to push each other away, we have to stop listening, then something's wrong with how we're doing it, not what we're doing. Whatever we think the truth is, once we boil it all down and the same players are gone, are not sitting there for us to say their names in our arguments. We don't need to defend these people. All we need to do is listen fairly. It's hard to do because there are agendas. There are stations now that take political views. When I was younger, people did not, reporters were reporters. They reported, they did not take on their opinion, and we did not have to listen to it. It's not about these last four years. It's about the years to come. If you were to extrapolate and go out 10 years, if you were to do that, you would see that. It goes back to tolerance and not separating ourselves from each other, to remembering that we're all going in the same direction, which is time. Time is the direction. We are going to have to live together one way or another, and it's our choice on how we're going to do that. And maybe for this time, it just represents change. Maybe people are exhausted. We have a pandemic. Our lives have changed economically. Our stock market looks great and people are in food lines. The dichotomies, it's maybe even apolitical. Maybe it's just tired. But if we don't identify why we don't have tolerance right now, then we're just going to keep, like our own personal problems, having the same issues come up and come up and come up until we can tolerate each other. So we could rise above the issues and start working on the problems instead of working on the opinions of somebody else. As Christ said, please do not allow perspective to separate your soul from souls. That is not the point. Tolerance is not when you want it. Tolerance is not convenient. That is why it is so powerful. Depending on perspective, there has been enough tolerance to stop the world from folding in. Allow your heart its capacity so that your soul can reconcile divisions at every turn. Growth, not circumstance is behind tolerance. Is behind tolerance. So that being said, I just needed to share what Christ said. We have not really heard much about this because Christ doesn't take sides, doesn't need to take sides. He can see both sides. He understands why. And we are learning 
what we need to learn as people. So I hope that that at least paints the darkness with a lighter color for today. And just seeing that, hey, this is about tolerance, not about hatred. This is about tolerance, not about pointing fingers. This is about tolerance, not about telling someone how stupid they are for thinking or believing what they think or believe. So I hope it helps. So I have a question today. It's a piggyback question. First I have the question from Liam, and then um, Maria added on to the question. So let's see where we're going with this. Question for Questions Friday. I'm posting this now in case I lost my train of thought by the time you post Friday's show tomorrow. I know that ego is necessary. A certain amount of it is necessary for us to identify ourselves as separate entities to each other, and also a certain amount of help motivates us to do better, be better, etc. I know that much. Ego isn't all bad, but necessary on this plane of existence to give us some sense of ourselves as opposed to being merged with the whole, with God, and thus not experiencing what came to us as individuals. At home, we can experience the absolute, the totality, the completeness. Saying that about souls of darkness, I'm talking about the souls whose ego is too enlarged. I'm talking about the narcissists, the sociopaths, the psychopaths, the people who murder, rape, abuse innocent children, the people whose energy is so off that it affects everyone that came, they come into contact with. Usually these souls have lived many incarnations of deeply disturbing darkness and are continuously falling into the same patterns every lifetime. How do these souls challenge their ego when it's so ingrained in their personality? There was... These are what Christ called the meek, and he said in OOT that they are the greatest threat to existence. Well, there's some things in here that Christ didn't say. Um, that their energy is so off that, you know, usually these souls have many incarnations. Christ never talked to me about incarnations in this way, and they are deeply disturbing darkness and basically doomed to kill us all, the greatest set to existence. Most people are struggling. They have worries, fears, doubts. They have an ego that leads their thoughts astray. Here, I'm not talking about these everyday and generally loving and good souls. I'm talking about the souls on the extreme side of darkness. How would you help those souls overcome, or is there even hope for them? Are they destined to being examples of darkness and that's their lot? I'm sure no soul in their deepest wish wishes to be controlled by their egos like a tail wagging a dog. Is there hope? And if so, what is the road they take? Thanks. So that was Liam's question. And then we go over here to Maria saying, Good morning, afternoon, Nadia, and everyone listening. I'm sorry if this is long for today or maybe another show. Please, if there's time, I have a question from Origins of Truth that Liam Colley's question reminded me of. Origins of Truth, Chapter, Challenges, page 272-273. It says, Nadia, I keep bringing you back to the prophets over soul, prophets over fitness of heart, Prophets over the grand of fellow journeymen. 
As the profits of politics are more prevalent, the human soul no longer carries weight. Everyone is at a loss of growth when souls on earth are singled out and killed and taken out of the human pool and turned non-human in efforts for profits. It is seen and felt inside, and the souls of earth all know it, including the souls that are doing it. However, they believe their souls to be worth more than others, the better thans, and profits for their things increase the anxiety of souls of earth further. For now, there is not trust of leaderships, companies, neighbors, and fellow souls. There is not trust of humanity and honor. For the soul working at a company is eyeing another. The soul of commitments beds another, meaning commit and then ments, beds another. The souls of leaders make dealments with the souls of like ill intentions and speak not of what they are doing in truth. These souls are the dismembers. They are not members of the human energy. They are dismembers of the human energy, just basically meaning it takes away. They want the glory for everything they do, and they shrink into a self-defeating silence that hides them until they are present, until they can present what they have been working on to show the world they are worth it, for they believe they are not, no matter what anyone speaks for, worth it to them is to be better than. My question about the sentence, these souls are the dismembers. They are not members of the human energy. They are dismembers of human energy. What does it mean by human energy? Is human energy originally connected to our soul contents? Why dismembers? Is it like, is it because they let the energy of ego take over what their own human energy is not present? Thank you so much, Nadia. So, First of all, going back to Liam's question, we do have ailments on earth. We do have mental illness. We do have people who can steal and be conscienceless. Because Christ said there are pure catalysts. There are things that happen that force us to come together. Going back to what Christ just said about tolerance. What Maria described and what that was a definition of was really of a narcissistic mindset. That was written between 2002 and 2005. We are in 2021, and these issues have exasperated because the things we are willing to do and accept have exasperated. But remember when I told you, there will always be more good in our world at any given time than bad, what we consider bad. There always will be. It's just that the good is a lot more silent than the, than the ugly, right? Than the dark. Unfortunately, for all of us, the answer is a longer-term answer. And it starts with taking care of our young. That's why Christ said, start with the young. People that are my age, that are even just a little younger or a little older, have already made up their mind because our point in history saw what it saw. 
We all dealt with it in our own ways. We have lived through starting wars, ending wars, being in wars, discounting people, putting profits over people, being materialistic over people. We figure the people will come and go, but boy, I really want that. So these souls are the dismembers. And thank you, Maria, for putting that out there. They are not members of the human energy. They are dismembers of the human energy, meaning they come in and they subtract. But we need those subtractors. They come here to subtract, in a way, because what's coming out of us is the best of us. All of a sudden, we started seeing something wrong. It doesn't matter whether I think it's right or wrong or you think it's right or wrong. It was wrong enough to get people out of their homes Something was debilitating enough to make us question what was going on. Do we know if we made a right decision or not? No, but we'll find out. Do we know if last time we made a right decision or not? We kind of have facts to say, okay, this is what we saw, and whether it's right or wrong, I just I just don't like it. I don't like it, so I'm not going to do it again. Let's try this now. Tolerance. Time. People who hurt others. What's their background? They were hurt. They were dismembered emotionally and not built back up again. Healing. So they are able to hurt because they are hurt. So when we start seeing a ton of problems in our world, we have to know that when this generation was young, we did a lot of hurt, a lot of discounting, a lot of dismembering of feelings, of caring, of time for more, more, more. Adults who have careers and never thought of children as missing them it's not the adult's fault but in our world we didn't have any other alternatives but this pandemic came gifts bearing yes I know a lot of people are gone and I don't like the reason but it's staying around long enough for us to come up with a new way of living to where humans are put first. And it's just in our face every single day. Oh, all these people died. All these people are infected. This is what's happening there. This country cares. That country doesn't care. Whatever it is we are saying and doing, it pointed back to human care. Human care. No matter if we agree or not on anything, even the numbers of people, even the whys, the whole mask debate, instead of tolerance, like, hey, if it helps, if it might help, I don't know, but I think it's a better chance than taking that chance, or it's not real as I'm dying from it. Because people want to hold on to holding on to someone about anything. 
We are learning that hurt makes hurt. So here's Liam. He says in the chat, the answer to my question is that there are they are here to be dismembers and there's no real road to grow them into being members. Some heal. Not everybody is so bad that they're irreparable. Unless they don't really believe they, themselves that they can be. There are some here that are pure catalysts. They literally cannot see what they're doing because they need to teach us something. They are teachers. And some people come here to teach us what not to do. It does not invalidate their life because we have to deal with them. It's just deciding in our hearts what is the best I can do today and start working from there and start working with our children in this way. Because the mess we're in, tell me anyone that's going to change their mind about anything probably 10%, everybody's so polarized, but that 10%, they're paying attention. And the majority of people, both sides, are trying to find their way. So it's woken us up in quite a way. You guys, I can't believe we can talk about this forever, but my time is up. I love you guys, and I will see you Monday. I hope at least we touched on something. I love you guys. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the...